Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hello! Hi, everybody! Let's give it up for that band! Give it up for me. That's Gabriel Mason and the 80s hair band band. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm reaching. I'm stretching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stretching. But you, you know it's all for fun. It's all for fun. And they get better every week. That's the thing. The band gets better. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Oh, welcome back. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 21. Uh, 21. Hey, hey, hey. We can drink now. The podcast can consume alcohol by um, North American standards. <laughs> the USA, that's, I think it's everywhere. Maybe there's a few areas that's 18. I don't, I don't know. But usually everywhere you go, major metropolises and, and cities and things, everywhere I've been, which isn't everywhere, but places I've been, it's always 21. So we're celebrating... Yay, we can drink. All right, all right, let's get rolling here, because we got, we got the second half of the uh, conversation from last week. Last week, episode 20, we had a guest, Gabriel Mason, first part. And I, again, thank you so much for being on the show, Gabriel. I really appreciate it. And if this is your first listen to the show, uh, I, I'm going to be honest, it's a little weird that this is the one you choose to listen to first. But, hey, I'm not going to worry about it. You're listening. You're listening. And I appreciate that. Although, starting with part two, when part one was just last week, is kind of odd. Usually, if I see part two, I search out part one. But, hey, you wanted to listen from the second half, just because you figured the first half is just introductions and, and, and a bunch of BSing or whatever you thought. That's fine. Who cares? I don't care. You're listening now. Thank you. Yay. And returning listeners, thank you so much. You know I love you. You know that I care. Thank you. And thank you. I, I, there's not much else I can say on that except keep doing it. Uh, interact with me on Facebook. Uh, interact with me on, you know, leave reviews on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, tweet at me, uh, at SabrinaMiller41. We're over at Blogspot. That's where everything is. Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. That's where everything is. All the links for all that you're looking for. Uh, our iTunes link is there. Stitcher link is there. Uh, I, I have my Twitter feed there. Uh, past episodes, of course, are there. The RSS feed is there if that's what you're looking for. Uh, I, there's even a, a player for desktops and uh, laptops if that's what you're uh, if that's what you're looking for there. Uh, but you can always listen on Stitcher or iTunes. No worries. You got your choices there. Uh, easy peasy, as they say. Uh, if you're using iTunes or Stitcher, leave us a review. Uh, five-star ratings. 
uh, mostly because, uh, well, it's nice to get feedback. It's nice to be patted on the back for a job well done. But more importantly, when you leave that feedback, uh, when you, and the thing is to do it for all the shows that you listen to, because when it shows that, hey, there's a listener that likes uh, Changes in Latitudes, uh, the transgender experience, and they also like this other podcast and this other podcast and this other podcast. So that's how you can find other podcasts to listen to. Uh, and it also helps spread the the show. I, that's the, the best way I can say it. it. Or if you can, tweet it, retweet it, sh- uh, share it out there. And I understand because of the topic, if you don't want to or you can't, believe me, I get that. But if you can, please do. Please do. Uh, if you're involved in some of the uh, secret transgender groups out there on the on Facebook, share the show there, you know, because it's, it's fairly secret. You know, you gotta, nobody sees that you're a member, except other members, but... Hey, they're secret too, so anyway. Uh, share the show is basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's basically it. And before I you know, ramble on anymore, because the episode will go very long, and I don't like that. It gets, I want to try to keep it digestible for you listeners, for your ear holes. Hey. Uh, so uh, this is the second half of the conversation with Gabriel Mason, and we're going to pick up right where we left off. I'm uh, just going to kind of ease into it okay when the time comes but i want you to remember from the last episode we are skipping the second topic that i usually try to throw out there and we are skipping the 30-day trans challenge question don't worry folks they're not gone forever they're coming back next episode they took a little vacation they took a little hiatus they needed a break that's all that's all also, I didn't want to make the episode forever long. <laughs> so, anyhow, they'll be back next episode. Uh, catch us there on episode 22. And in regards to the interview, remember his place had a lot of noise, little echoey noise. I did what I can to, you know, to make it as listenable as possible and not atrocious. <laughs> so, so I, uh, you know, hey, it, 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 it is what it is. And I did what I could to make it better for you. Huh. Uh, but there was a little echo, and that's because he it was uh, wooden, uh, laminate floors, you know, hardwood-looking floors, uh, two dogs, so you can hear them kind of walking around, a bird, and a lizard, and that's why you hear crickets at times, not because, you know, it was kind of boring, and the, <laughs> it wasn't that type of cricket, it's just those were there. And the funny thing is, you walk in and you kind of hear them, but I didn't really hear them until I listened to it in my headphones. And then I went, wow, crickets. <laughs> so anyhow, it adds to the atmosphere. It's like you're being a fly on the wall during this conversation. So that's what it is. And to refresh people, or if this is your first time hearing this show, you know, you chose part two of a conversation to listen to. Uh, Gabriel is one of the first openly trans people I met. I met one other trans man, and then I met Gabriel. Uh, that was through the LGBT Center here in San Diego. He and I hit it off. Uh, that's because there's a, we share a lot of view, same views and, and thoughts on uh, this life and people and, and things like that. So we, we, we hit it off, and so uh, that's how we got to be on the show. And there's about a 10-year age difference between uh, Gabriel and I, just to give you a point of reference while you're listening to this. And I don't want to delay any longer, so here we go. To me, just saying on by is just... I think it depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. It really yeah. depends on the audience. Yeah. Because some people, you don't want to give them any more than the... 
three seconds it says That's to take, true. I'm bisexual. Oh, right. okay. And you move on. Right. What do you think or feel the, the one thing that helps you define your gender identity? One thing? <laughs> one or two? Just being myself. I mean, I don't, I don't really dress any different than I did before. Okay. A lot of the clothes that I own are, you know, 15, 20-year-old T-shirts that I've worn for years and years and shorts that I've had for years and years and my wardrobe in my closet, pants that I hardly ever wear anymore. Nobody's <laughs> ever seen me in pants. Well, you live in San Diego. It's you don't like, need pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I don't feel my goatee. That's what it is. I don't feel the need to um, to try to convince anybody okay. of who I am. Well, no, no, not a matter of convincing. It's just that one thing that makes you feel and more, in your case, masculine. Yeah, we'll, we'll sum it up that way. I really can't think of anything. Okay. I put that question together with the thought behind it that almost every single trans man I have met, mm-hmm. whether it's just online seeing their pictures because they're friends of friends, or like yourself who've shared multiple conversations with, um, every single trans man has some form of facial hair, whether mm-hmm. it's a full beard, mm-hmm. slight go- a slight uh, sideburn, a mustache, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I realized that for me, facial hair is the one masculine trait that I despise. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it makes perfect sense. So you're saying you hate me? That, no, 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 no. I love you. <laughs> um, no, it just makes sense that that would be the one thing that would be yeah. something to to the, the key. show off, to prou- be proud of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's because I'm able to do it now, so now I can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that's what I'll use too. <laughs> Um, only because every single trans man I met had some form of facial hair and Mm -hmm. I went, that makes sense. I know a few that don't, but I, have yet to see any pictures of anybody that doesn't really, if they don't in the, in the mouth area, Mm -hmm. it's usually sideburns. I can't grow sideburns. You can't? This is all I can grow. Oh. And it's like nothing. It's, it's, it's an, it's enough. It's enough. To say, yeah, that's a sideburn. Yeah. Okay. Um... (laughs) If you could change, and this this question is probably not really relevant to you because you have been blessed with and very lucky to have a very smooth transition. Mm-hmm. Um, what If there is anything that you could change, what one or two things would you change about your journey from your transition journey? Not You've been living you know, almost over 10 years, yeah. but that first, what, two, three years of transition? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that point, the, the most difficult point for a lot of trans people... What if anything that you could change? Maybe to have my parents come on board a little faster. Well, you said six months, right? Yeah, that's that's lightning speed. It is to a lot of people. Yeah, because most people I know they've been out and living, you know, full time two, three, four, five years. Yeah, and their parents still never return their calls. Yeah, yeah. or contact them. I um, and even that it worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, and you know, this is I often tell people this. Um, in, in discussion groups that you transition when you're ready. Yes. Oh, yes. Because a lot of people will say, oh, I wish that I had done this 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I don't. I wouldn't have been ready. Yeah. I wouldn't have been ready emotionally. I wouldn't have been ready physically. I wouldn't have been ready financially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one thing... And the world wouldn't have been ready for me. Right. That's almost exactly how I feel mm-hmm. because I started thinking about and dabbling about uh, transition 
20 years ago when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. But there was no resources. It was all fetish. And it was either all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Stealth is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, which I never felt uh, was my goal. Mm-hmm. And to uh, and I've mentioned this in the past, that my subconscious has been working on the transition process since that point. Mm-hmm. So even though I've only been out, well, almost a year now, mm-hmm. uh, my mind and brain have been transitioning for that entire time. Right. Because 10 years ago, I, I said to my current uh, girlfriend at the time that I want to transition. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't find resources. I wasn't ready financially. Um, uh, family wasn't ready. Um, society, I don't feel, was ready. Right. Um, and so now here I am at 42, well, 41 when I started, um, you know, later in life, whatever that Because you're an old lady now. Yeah, I'm an old lady now. Uh, I'm a MILF. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, there's a part of me that, oh, I wish I took those steps 20 years ago. Yeah. Would I be level-headed, as level-headed and comfortable with myself as I am today? Probably not. Right. What I would have gotten into the quote unquote trouble, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of trans women, unfortunately go towards, uh, sex work. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I was going to say lady of the evening, but sex work is what it is. And a lot of that is uh, because they can't get other jobs. And a lot of it is because they are so desperate for that attention. Validation. Validation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I, I know, uh, in my mind back 20 years ago when I was entertaining the thought it was seeking validation. That's what my online chats were. Mm. Was that validation? Mm-hmm. Do you accept me as female? Mm-hmm. C- could you accept me as female? Mm-hmm. And then you run into the fetishists, yeah. which, which I, I like yourself. I understand that there's a mm-hmm. time, there's a place for it. There's a time for it. Unfortunately, what doesn't happen is the respect for it. Yeah, yeah. Because no matter what, those two individuals are individual people, and they need to respect one another. But if one person only sees that other person as a validator or a, or a, a, a fetish toy, we'll mm-hmm. sum it up that way, uh, there's no respect. Right. And what's the point? Right. So, yeah. And if, if you're not looking for a relationship, then I see no problem with that. Well, yeah, because you're not looking for that emotional connection with right. another person, another exactly. soul to share space, to share life stories. Right. If it's just a sexual relationship, then who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares? You get together however often it is for the, sh- the short amount of time, yeah. and the other person goes their way. Right. And you call them up next time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I got no problem with that. Now, you and I met through the LGBT Center here in San Diego, because uh, you're one of the co-facilitators of a number of groups, but specifically the trans coming out group. Correct. Where you and I met. Yes. And... I have to say, from that first meeting, I uh, totally respected you and uh, connected. is a, is is a good way to to, to say to say that. Have I you just talked to your therapist about that yet because I think there's a problem. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll bring it up. Okay. Good. Um, and one of the things that has stuck with me, because you preach it frequently, and I don't really go to the groups every week. Um, but you hear it every time. But I hear it almost every time. And that's the uh, the process that, and you put it so elo- eloquently, and that's what I want you to share, uh-huh. is, you know, have a plan. The What was it? Three, four steps that you, you My preach? golden rules, yes. Yes, your golden rules. My golden rules are, first, get your ducks in a row. 
Uh, too many people, as you're well aware of, seeing the people that we deal with, um, jump into transition, myself included. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, when I came out to myself, my process uh, was less than six months from start to finish, hmm. which is in no way, shape, or form should anybody do that. That's the exception, not the rule. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it worked for me because I was in a place uh, where I could, I was ready financially, emotionally, uh, you know, every which way possible. That doesn't work for hardly anybody else, and I probably shouldn't have done it that way, but I did, and I have no regrets. Um, other people, however, uh, they're so eager to be their true selves that they throw caution to the wind, and they will jump into transition willy-nilly, and by doing so, tend to burn a lot of bridges that could help them in the future. So <clears throat> I always tell people, you know, make sure you've got a place to live. Make sure you've got a, a job. Uh, even if that means that you can't come out at work for a while, you know, bite the bullet. Do your best acting job and pretending to be something you're not because you need that money for transition. Transition ain't cheap. Um, and make sure you have a support system because too many people uh, are defiant and... I don't care. I'm going to do this anyways. I don't care what everybody says. And, and yeah, I get that because I'm that way. But if you have no support, it's really, really hard. So that's my first golden rule. My second golden rule is quit trying to get out of one box to put yourself in another. And that is because almost every trans person has this preconceived idea of what it is to be a man or what it is to be a woman. And therefore, they take on these traits, this style of dress. Uh, it's really sad to see, you know, older transitioning women trying to dress like Britney Spears. Um, it's even sad. Why do you think that that happens? Um, they feel like they've missed out on their teenage years, their, their teenage girl years. So they're trying to make up for lost time. And I understand that, but reality, people, reality. Yeah, you don't see a 30-ish, 40-ish woman walking around in a mini and a, and a tankini or whatever. Well, you do, but that's on the Kardashians. And, you know, <laughs> unless you're a Kardashian, you can't really do that. Um, or if you're Kris Jenner. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be an interesting... Uh, oh, yeah, with Kris Jenner? Yeah, yeah. That's a whole yeah. other kettle of fish there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you want to do a study on, on how people act and dress, there are so many different varieties of people. Go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, that wants to be on the microphone. Um, <laughs> go to Walmart and, you know, you'll see people in their sweats and their bedroom slippers. Um, you know, women, when they're going to run to the store, don't put on heels and a mini and do their makeup and Full their makeup. hair. Yeah. You know, it's okay if that's how... You want to be, but you don't have to be that way. You don't have to be what society says a woman is. And the same with the trans men. They try so hard to to overcompensate with masculinity by becoming assholes, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. You know, and and being jerks and, you know, spreading themselves out as much as they can, you know, uh, taking up space and, you know, chewing with their mouths open and... Yeah, I can I can show you how to do that, you know, and it's it's it, I just roll my eyes when I see that behavior because I see it as them trying so hard, and maybe that is the personality, and if that is their personality, oh lord, work on it because it's horrible. 
Yeah, regardless of uh, regardless of trans issues. Yes, you're still going to be an asshole. Right, right. So, my advice to people is quit trying. Again, so hard to get into another box out of getting yourself out of the one that you were in. Just be yourself. Whatever that is, just be yourself. If that means you're going to be a bit of a masculine trans woman, so. If you're going to be a bit of a feminine trans man, so. It doesn't matter trans or not, there are feminine men and masculine masculine women. women. Absolutely. And then my third golden piece of advice is whatever you do, own it. Own it, own it, own it. Don't hesitate. Don't make excuses. Own it. And that'll save you so much headache. And a lot of people say, easier said than done. And I agree. So you, you know what you do then? You fake it till you make it. And that works wonders. And, and that's pretty much been what I've done the whole time. Um, you know, sure, there's times where my confidence falters. Everybody's does. But I don't let anybody know that. You know, I keep doing what I'm doing and assuming that I'm supposed to be here, damn it, and you can't tell me otherwise. And I do. And and I and I say that mostly for the, the biggest um, issue where that really deals comes in handy is uh, public restroom use. Oh, yes. You know, if you go in there like, I, I, I'm not supposed to be here, of course people are going to see that right away and call you out on it, and there's going to be trouble. If you just go in there, head held high, don't look at anybody, go in, do your business, wash your hands and leave, chances are you're not going to have any issues. But if you go in there all coward and concerned and looking around and making a bigger deal out of it than it is, you're not owning it, and you're going to draw more attention to yourself, and you're going to have more problems. In however many sentences that was, five or so sentences Uh you said about bathrooms, Uh I had a whole podcast episode on that. Did you? Yes, I did. (laughs) I I didn't use the words own it, but I said, you have a right to be there. Absolutely. Go in, do your business, yeah, and get out. Right. If you linger, you're causing attention. Exactly. If you stare at people, you're causing attention. Exactly. And you're making people feel uncomfortable. And trans man, trans woman, doesn't matter. Exactly. And too many people, too many in our community, and here's where I'm going to piss people off some more, love to be a martyr, love to be a victim. I don't know why, but the minute somebody looks at them cross-eyed, oh, I'm being oppressed, oh, I'm being persecuted because I'm trans. It's like, no, because you're being an idiot. Knock it off. Live your life. Quit looking for it. Because it'll find you. You know, if somebody is... Nobody deserves to be harassed. Absolutely not. Nobody deserves to be... uh, talked to in public disrespectfully um, or beaten or worse. But if somebody is harassing you, just phys- verbally harassing you, you know what? Walk away. Just walk away. Don't confront them. Don't ask them why they're doing what they're doing. You're asking for trouble. Just leave. It's not worth it. And too many people are trying to take matters in their own hands and then when it turns out badly, then they cry victimhood, then they cry, cry martyr. And you know they cry about how they're being you know targeted. Well, yeah, if you go looking for it, they're going to target you. So, And there's too many people here in San Diego that have done that and are still doing it, and it works out bad. Nobody deserves to have that happen to them. But you can keep it from happening, happening to you by not going out looking for it either. Wrong place, wrong time. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, now, being a facilitator of, of, what, four or five different groups? Oh, let's see. Coming out, SOFA, church group. Only three right now. Oh, okay. But I'm also on the, the advisory board for uh, Project Trans, so, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, what would you say are some of the biggest... Uh, I, I can't think of, the good, of a good word for this. Dilemmas, issues, concerns that uh, trans people, uh, as a facilitator, bring to you for, for answers. Pretty much everything I just said. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, too many people... Um, a lot of it's family stuff, family acceptance. Uh, that's a big one. Uh, a lot of trans people aren't getting support or acceptance from their families. They see it as that, and I agree it's it's horrible not to have your family accept you, accept you. But I see it from the other side as well. At least they're still talking to them. Yes. They didn't cut them off completely and say, I want nothing to do with you. I haven't seen that yet, honestly. I haven't seen or talked to anybody that said... Their family completely cut them off. That's very rare. Most of the time, the family doesn't get it. They don't understand. They may be disrespectful. They may swear up and down that they're never going to accept it, but they're still talking to them. Right. There's still communication. There's still... Accept that communication. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's that's a big one. Um, The biggest, from my point of view, is too many people rushing into it and not getting their ducks in a row and not preparing for it. And why do you think people rush into it? I mean, what? I mean, I have my own thoughts, but why do you think? Because you, you essentially, I rushed into rushed it. into it. I mean, you, you were confident enough in your own uh, uh, self discovery yeah. that you said, "This is what I want, and I'm going to get it done now." Yeah. I rushed into it because I could, and I was ready. Um, the people that I see rushing into it aren't ready. They're they're not prepared uh, financially. Or emotionally, instead of taking the time to really, really explore, because quite honestly, there's a lot of people that I've encountered, and I'm not going to mention any names or even no, not at, all. at the fact, but there's a lot of people that I truly wonder if they really are trans. Really? Yeah. Their identity really, I question, and it's not my place to question, but I question it to myself, thinking, I think there's something else going on here. I don't think it's it's a trans issue. I think it's some other a mental health issue. Mm. Um, And this is how it's manifesting, and this is how this person is expressing it. And they really should speak to a therapist about it, because I think there's something else going on, and it's just manifesting itself this way. Um, And it's not my position to tell that person, you know what, you're not really trans, why don't you go talk to a therapist? Right. That's not my place to say. But it is my, my place to advise and to suggest... And this is why I can't stress enough therapy, 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 which you've heard me also preach. I had, I had, a, I had a whole episode on therapy myself, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what I summed it up in that particular episode is they're there as your coach. Right. You know, and they're not necessarily a teacher. They're not a parent. They're not a sibling. They're, they're not even a, uh, a, a trainer. Right. They're a coach. Right. Where the two of you work together. To figure yourself out. And reach your next step and keep going from there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, therapy is the key. You need it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Lost that thought. Um, it's parked somewhere where my car is, and I don't know where that's at. <laughs> I know we're getting to the end here. Is there anything that you that we haven't covered, shared, that comes to your mind that you want to give advice to or, or share or whatever? Um, well, I think you pretty much covered it. I... I Again, I can't stress enough the, the therapy issue. Um, too many people are afraid of therapy, I think, or don't feel they need it for whatever reason. And a lot of times, the issues that they have aren't even really trans-related. Um, but it's affecting their transition because they haven't 
that's another thing. Uh, if you have all these problems before you transition, they think transition is going to be the cure, and it's not. Those problems, problems are still, still going to be there. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you've got this depression, if you've got uh, bipolar disorder, if you've got anything, it's still going to be there after you transition. It might make it easier because you're more comfortable, but it's still going to be there, and you need to take care of it, and you need to... Uh, as we said earlier when we were talking before we started recording, everybody's got baggage. It's how they choose to handle that baggage that makes all the difference in the world. And too many people, um, they don't handle their baggage well. And then they're quick to point the fingers at everybody else for their shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's society's fault. Yeah, okay, society isn't quite ready for some things. But you can't blame society for your inability to function as a human being. Um because there's too many other people that are functioning quite fine, you know, that, right, are, right, that right. aren't having these issues. Um, there's too many other people that, that aren't having uh, problems with being harassed or whatever. And there's a lot of people that are going to get on my case saying that I'm victim blaming. I'm not victim blaming. What I am doing is trying to get people to quit playing victim. Quit hanging on to that victim mentality. This is something, and this is something that pisses a lot of people off, and I've said it several times before, and I'll say it again because I've seen it happen enough firsthand in the trans community, and this is something very common with trans women that I've noticed, and I'm saying this as an observation that I've made being around the trans women that I've been around in the coming out group and on a personal relationship level. Um, I think too many trans women hold on to this victim mentality because they see society as seeing women in general as victims. Women are seen as victims. And therefore, I think their mentality is, well, gee, if I'm a victim, that means I'm a woman because women are victims. Ah, uh, so it's, uh, it's, in their minds, uh, uh, validating, justifying. Acts, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've seen people talk, going on and on about uh, sexual assaults. You know, I've been sexually assaulted. And... Again, not victim-blaming, because sexual assault is wrong, absolutely, and should not be done. But when I find out the story of what perceived sexual assault was, it's like, you're really going to call that sexual assault when there's people who have been brutally raped, and, you know, somebody touched your butt, and now you're screaming sexual assault? Really? Really? Right. You know, and they'll go on and on and on, and for years, hang on to this, this label of assault victim. Victim, victim. I'm a victim. Quit being a fucking victim. Pardon my French. It's okay. It's explicit. We can swear here. Be a survivor. Be a success. Don't be a victim. Being a victim doesn't make you any more of a woman or any less of a man. No. It doesn't. Or any kind of a human being except a victim. And I really wish that, that people would stop that in general. People in general. But... You know, and you know, I granted, I, again, I, I'm not victim blaming. I'm not telling people, oh, what happened to you was no big deal. Get over it. That's not the case at all. But don't let it run your life, regardless of what it was or who you are. But that's my two cents. That's perfect. Um, what are your thoughts on detransitioning? For people who have gone, you know, the one, two, three, four years, realized, you know, this is really not for me. And then they do what they can at the time to mm-hmm. detransition. I've heard of a few circumstances of that. Most of it has been religious reasoning. Really? Yes. I um, never would have guessed that. Yeah. Somebody who has, has you know, come out as trans, decided to transition, um, 
taken all steps, had surgeries, blah, 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 and then found Jesus, hallelujah, and he was hiding behind the couch, and um, <laughs> sometimes he's behind the curtain, so you really got to look for him, um, and then um, been told that what they've done is wrong, and they're sinners, and they're going to go to hell, so that deflates the person and, and is totally uh, crushes them, and of course, everybody's scared to go to hell, nobody wants to go to hell. So they will physically detransition because then that makes everything right with God, hmm. according to what they've been told. Um, but then and, again, you have the argument of God makes no mistakes, and, and you are this for your journey. That's, this is your life. And that's what I will tell people in a religious setting. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm a facilitator of, of, of a church group that said I'm also uh, this close to being an atheist, very definitely agnostic. But I did grow up very religious, and up until probably only about four years ago, I was practicing Christian. Um, since then, I've really done a lot of research and a lot of studying and talked with a lot of very knowledgeable people about stuff and, and have since come to the conclusion uh, of who I am today as far as my religious ideologies go. Um, so I don't need that validation, but I do understand that some people do. And that is my argument. And there are places in the Bible where I am able to show people, well, look, if this is what you believe and what you need for comfort, go to Galatians three twenty-eight where it said there is neither male nor female, neither Jew nor Gentile, all are children in the eyes of God. Um, but that's that's a lot of the reasons for some people to detransition. Um, hmm. Others, gosh, I was just going to think of another example that I had heard of. Sometimes it's physical. Uh, they can no longer take hormones. Oh. Uh, so... Or it's, uh, for example, the um, the circumstances of the um, the sports writer, uh, Christine, what was her name? You I don't know, know what I'm talking about in L.A.? No, I don't. Oh, gosh, I can't remember. She was a sports writer for the L.A. Times. I, I don't follow sports, so... I, I don't I, either, I, but she was. it was a pretty prominent, prominent story. Um, male sports writer, male-identified sports writer, came out publicly in the paper, stayed on staff as a female... And then at one point decided it was just too much hmm. and detransitioned and unfortunately committed suicide. Oh. Yeah. No, I hadn't heard. How long ago was that? Because oh, I hadn't heard of that. Only a couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you I could probably Google it. Um, one of our local trans women here was, was actually uh, good friends with her. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Very unfortunate. Very high profile and, yeah. and, and just couldn't take it. Couldn't take the pressure. Hmm. You know, pressure of. Uh, I mean, I hate to say this, but sports is essentially a, a masculine. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that may have played part of it? I'm sure it played the biggest part of it. Wow. Yeah. Some people wow. just can't handle the. Some people care too much what other, what other people think. And it oh, you said a mouthful there. Yeah. For me, I know that was a big thing to get over. Yeah. For me to come out to myself is yeah. what do other people think? Yep. Yeah. And what is my other thing I say? What other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah, that's true. You have said that. And just because we're talking about it, and suicide triggered my, my thought on this, and only because it's recent news, what are your thoughts on the, the uh, uh, Leela Alcorn tragedy? We'll surmise it. Um, I don't like the fact that she tried to make a martyr of herself. She did make a martyr of herself for the community. And it is doing... I don't want to say it's doing good. It's bringing media attention. But she didn't have to take her life to do that. I agree with that. She did not need to take her life. Um, that said, I don't know her pain. Um, I think if anybody's in a space where they are compelled to take their life, there's 
emotional and mental issues going on. Uh, I don't think anybody's in their right state of mind when they commit suicide. I just had a very dear friend commit suicide a couple of weeks ago, a friend that I've known since high school. Um, and he suffered from bipolar depression for all of his life, and he just could not take it anymore. And and I found out, some friends of mine on Facebook uh, messaged me saying, hey, you know, they just found Dave hanging. He hung himself in a public park oh. in the town where I grew up. Oh. Um, and I had just spoken to him not too terribly long before that on the phone. He was probably calling to say goodbye. Had that happened to me twice now, people doing that. Call me to say goodbye, and I didn't realize it until afterwards. Mm. Um, I don't know what his frame of mind was. I can honestly say I have never been in that situation where I have felt that low and that down, where I've felt compelled to end my life. I've never been there. And that's a lot of times where I do have a hard time connecting with other trans people, because most other trans people have felt that. And I, never and I, I myself have never really felt, uh, over trans issues, suicidal. Well, no, never really suicidal at all. Uh-huh. I mean, I have felt the sense of... Um, it would be much easier to not be in this situation, mm-hmm. but instead of taking my life, my thought is leaving that situation. Exactly. Change the situation. Yeah. That would be Change my Change the... Leave it. Yeah. yeah. And again, easier said than done. Of course, it is easier so, said than done. But... Um, that said, with Leela Alcorn, uh, I don't think she was in the right frame of mind. Um, there's other mental issues there. Of course, she wasn't getting acceptance. Of course, again, religion was, was a, a key there with her parents. Um, religion is a key for a, a lot of really fucked up shit. Pardon my French again. Um, which is a lot of the reason I don't practice it anymore. Well, but religion is a big big propagator of wars. Absolutely. The bloodiest things in history. Do you believe in God? <laughs> yes. Do you believe in my God? Yeah. No. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Go. Exactly. Carlin, George Carlin, surmised it perfectly. Yes. I can't remember what it was he said, but I remember reading it, stuff. You, I kind of paraphrase it there. Do you believe in God? No. <clears throat> yeah. Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe in my God? No. <clears throat> exactly. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. and unfortunately, that's that's how a lot of people, trans or whatever their situation. Uh, that's how they're judged because my God doesn't believe you should do it that way, you know. Uh, and and unfortunately, that's what they've grown up thinking. So therefore, they're they've already got that strike against them. It's, yeah, my thought on the Leela Alcorn situation was she she was seventeen. Yeah, meaning she had three hundred less than three hundred and sixty five days before she could walk away exactly. legally from that life. She could have done it then. I did. She could have been emancipated as well. Yeah. That might have been a little more challenging, mm-hmm. but there's two alternatives. And I know she, she, in her writing, said she felt that testosterone was poisoning her body and that she could never transition completely or whatever the verbiage was. Mm-hmm. But I think that stuff that she saw slash read slash heard online, probably from other trans people... Saying, oh, if you don't do this by the age of exactly. whatever it is, you'll never do it completely or right. You'll never or be passable. Whatever the whatever that yeah. was said. And I, I don't believe it. We are that. poisoning our own community. Uh, there is so much... Uh, our community is... We're so divided. So divided. Um, there's so much fracturing in this community... There are so many people that uh, feel you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. There's so much separatism. Right here in San Diego, there's so much separatism. Which is a very trans-friendly city, by the way. Yeah. But right now we have a group of people that we've talked about that don't feel safe at our LGBT center. So they're trying to open their own center. Yeah, we have talked about that. I... 
I don't know why they would turn their back on a uh, facility that has 41, I believe, years Mm -hmm. in uh, creating equality. Right. For LG, B, and T now. One of the first centers to put T in Absolutely. the title. Yeah. Um, tons of resources. Uh-huh. Tons of, of, if you want to look at it financially, tons of grant money because of that longevity. And they're turning their back to that. And here's the funny Instead thing. of trying to correct whatever problem they see. Exactly. I, I did not understand that Instead argument. Instead of getting involved and working with them. <clears throat> and, and when they do want resources, not monetary resources, but knowledge... They're going to go to the center to get those resources anyways, Mm -hmm. because they're going to ask the leader there of Project Trans at the center, where do I go to do this? Where do I go to do that? Because that's what everybody does. So they're still going to be using the center. So I don't understand that. I think it's a separatist thing. I think it's... Political. Very political. And and I see it mostly being um, led by people that are non-binary. And on that hand, I can understand why uh, why they feel a need for their own space because those that identify as non-binary, their journey is very different than binary trans people. And by non-binary, you're specifically meaning like gender fluid? Gender fluid, gender queer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're absolutely welcome at the center. They're absolutely welcome at our groups, but I feel that their needs aren't really being met because their needs are different. Than binary trans people, right? Um, and I know personally that it, it does kind of um, concern me when my dogs are harking up on the floor. That's when, okay. Whenever uh, they come into to a group, I can feel the discomfort because other people can't figure them out. Having been in those groups with those people that you're referring to, yeah. I feel that exa- that way too. And it's like, okay, wait, are which you, direction where are, you, are going? you going? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And and that's uncomfortable for them, especially and if there's somebody that's a brand new trans person, brand new to the group trans person correct. who's still trying to figure out: is this the path I want to take? Or right. they're not even presenting in their in their preferred gender. They right. don't even have a name. Right. They're just I need answers, so I'm here for my second, my first, my third time. Right. Just trying to figure things out. Right. And then they have this person who. If you only experience the person once, it's not as offsetting. But if you keep seeing that person come back different right, all the time, yes, it makes you go, okay, if you're trying to figure that out about yourself and I'm trying to figure my own self, I'm even more confused now. Right, exactly. And that's where I, I can see that, that a division would be beneficial. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, because their needs, I feel, are totally different. If you wake up one day feeling more masculine, and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. No, absolutely not. If you feel more masculine on one day, so you put on the suit and tie and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe uh, some sort of, of facial hair, whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's drawn on or, or prosthetics from movies or whatever. Or if you're male-born, then and, male uh, facial uh, hair. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, or Or you wake up one morning feeling more feminine, and you... Uh, present more feminine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Society culture is going to not understand because we're set in such a binary uh, uh, way right now. Right. But give it ten years. Yeah. Right now they're the trendsetters right. and they're trying to. I feel trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's that they're not going to get the the answers they're really needing. Yeah. I mean, that's me. And I don't, I don't understand it because it's not my journey. But as I've said before, if you want to identify as a giraffe, <laughs> then you go out and be the best freaking giraffe that you can be. And I may not 
agree with you. And I think to myself, you know, you're really not a giraffe. You can, you know... You look like one. You kind of sound like one, but yeah, you're not really one. You're not really... You weren't born a giraffe. You know, the same could be said for us as trans True. people. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, honestly. You know, I will never... And this is another thing that, that I have said to a lot of people why I don't have any problems with my personal identity... Um, I know that I'm never going to be like a cisgendered man, ever, no matter what I do. If I went and had all of the surgeries that are available, if I had my blood, you know, changed with that of a, you know, <laughs> if I had a DNA transplant, I still have female history. Right. I will never be a cisgendered man, and I'm okay with that. Well, no matter what you do, when you think, you or I, think mm-hmm. back to our childhood, the memories that we have mm-hmm. are going to be in our birth gender. Right. Whatever those memories are. Exactly. Going camping with my father. Right. Going, going to uh, amusement parks with my uh, mother. Right. You know, those memories, for me, I'm a little boy. Right. Doing them. Yeah. And I'm not going to rethink my mind to to make it as if I was a little girl. Right. I mean, I might daydream. Mm-hmm. I might entertain the thought. I remember being a princess at Disneyland. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to dwell on the fact. Right. I'm not going to make it ruin my life now. It's not going to change anything. No, it won't. No matter what. Yeah. So, mm. so I don't... I, 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 I have a hard time um, because of that. Um, not It's not my journey. I, I I can't. I have a hard time empathizing. Let's put it that way. Okay. So um, so I can understand why non LGBT society wouldn't get it either. If we oh, can't yeah, get it, of course. If, you, if the LGBT can't get yeah. it, they can't get it. Well, American um, people are still having a hard time over B and T. Right. But but again, um, that's okay. Be who you want to be. If you're Own not hurting it. it, exactly. There you go. You have learned well, Grasshopper. Thank you. Um, if if learn from the best. There you go. <laughs> if uh, if you want to be who you are and you're not hurting anybody, even if people are going to look at you funny, because they are going to look at you funny, they are. You know, if you decide that that you want to wear a dress and have a full beard, they're going to look at you funny. I'm sorry. Because it's not the norm. It's not the norm. People don't see it every day. Well, unless you're in a uh, 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 sideshow circus. Yeah, yeah. Which they might. People pay the money to see that. To see the difference. Right. The bearded lady. Yeah. The, the, the sword swallower or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you don't always see those people on right. the street. Right. They were considered freaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now nobody wants to pay that ten dollars to go see the bearded lady. Not when you can the, see them in everyday life or you? on YouTube, right? <laughs> exactly. So you know, and, and and sad to say, and and this is the case with with binary trans people as well. They're going to stare at us too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to stare at us because some of us look like men in dresses. Some of us look like girls wearing men's clothes. Mm-hmm. No matter what we feel about ourselves or how we identify. We see one thing, society sees another, um, and that hurts. That hurts not it to does. be seen as who you see yourself. It does, but you can't do anything about. It. Well, sometimes you can. Sometimes you can. Uh, some trans people aren't the best at presentation. Again, with the Britney Spears on the sixties. Yeah, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's because they have such a picture in their mind. Exactly. That when they do look in the mirror, that they see that picture in their mind, and they don't necessarily see what it, it's clouded. Right, it's clouded. Uh, so they could they could do something to to maybe change their appearance by dressing more appropriately. That could help some. Some people are just 
unfortunately not gifted with genetics that would help them I, uh, be identified as their target gender. That's just the reality of it, and it sucks. But that's the reality of it, and they may never, ever, if they can't afford facial feminization surgery, right? They, you, that. you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if, if they can't afford that, they're not ever going to pass. And I hate to use that term, but that's the best term possible. Well, it, it's, it, everybody knows what we're talking right. about. I don't particularly care for the, the term, yeah, but... because it means that we're trying to deceive somebody, and that's not the case. But no, it's not. If, but... if you don't have the, the genetic gift of of looking like your target gender, you're going to get stared at. You're going to get talked to and poked fun at, and it's going to happen. That's part of being a trans person, and it sucks. Yeah. But you can't choose to be trans. No. You can choose whether or not to transition. And if you choose to transition, then you have to realize that that very possibly is going to happen to you. Yeah. Um, and it will hurt and it will cause a lot of pain and by God, I hope you're strong enough to, to be able to live through it. Well, that's where, uh, one of the steps you mentioned is support, yeah. have, have a support yeah. group or team or, or family or friends or mm-hmm. outlet, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You, you need that support to, even if you're just venting right. to a person to say, yeah, I was out at the store and I was uh, misgendered and this and that, blah, blah, blah. You get it out. You get somebody to turn to put a positive spin on it and say, oh, well, those people are, you know, they just don't ex- don't understand. And then you mm-hmm. go on with your life. Mm-hmm. It's just part of it, and they sadly. Don't, and they don't understand. I mean, how many times, and you're going to experience this with your child, you're going to be out in public and you're going to see somebody who's different and... Your son's going to go, Mommy, what's wrong with that guy? And embarrass the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. You know? Because people are different, and people notice when people are different. That's just that's just reality. Yeah, if you're going to look different from the norm, quote-unquote norm, mm-hmm. be ready to deal with that. Yeah. Whatever that is. I used to get... Bikers used to get that way, too. Pre-transition. Oh. I used to get... Uh, for those of you who can't see me, I'm heavily tattooed. Uh, pre-transition. I, Sleeves and a few on the leg. Yeah. I don't know about chest. Yeah. You, I've only seen you in shirts, so... Yeah. Oh, you got it. Okay. And on my back. But, you know, people couldn't see that when I'm walking down the street. But pre-transition, um, heavily tattooed. Um, and I used to have, at one point, very long hair. Mohawk. Oh, um, nose piercings, uh, several ear piercings. Wow. And this was in the nineties when that wasn't so normal. Now, no. now it's no, no big deal. You wouldn't turn your head twice in no, the nineties. Anytime you saw that, you'd be like, Whoa, what's I got stared them? at all the time, but you know what? I loved it because I loved the attention. Mm. In fact, I would go out with some friends and I had one friend of mine who would get pissed off when people would point and stare because it offended her. Oh, okay. And I was like, if I, if it bothered me, I wouldn't look this way. I would change. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Leave it alone. I'm okay. I like the attention. Right. I would change. Yeah, be aware of what you look like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so. I don't remember which episode, but I've talked on that topic before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a matter of if you're trying to fit in, make sure you do what you can to fit in or else people are going to stare. People are going to ask. People yeah. are going to look. Unless you're okay with that. Right. Exactly. If you're okay with it, be whoever the hell you want to be. If I want to go out wearing a tutu, damn it, I'm going to go out and rock that tutu. You are, and you have to. But um, one time uh, I shared with you the experience of, of the, the trans woman that I was in a relationship with. She was very uh, dealt with a lot of issues of being stared at. And she was very feminine looking, uh, very passable, to use that term. But when we'd go out in public, she would be constantly you know, whispering under her breath, they're staring at me, they're staring at me. Mm. And finally one day I stopped and looked at her and I said, how do you know they're not staring at me? 
honestly, because again, yeah, because of the, the, the piercing and the tattoos and the the shaved head. I the said they're probably staring mohawk. at me. Yeah. Hmm. Quit making it all about you, bitch. It's about me. <laughs> they're looking at me because I'm awesome. Is she is she uh, taller for a woman? Not really. She's okay. about five nine. That's a tall woman, but that's yeah. not not overly tall. No, no. not like I mean, what six two or something. Uh huh. Right, right. right. Yeah. And even that nowadays, I mean, my, one of my best friends when I was in eighth grade was six foot two, a girl. Wow. You know, yeah, in well, eighth grade. my wife has two or three friends mm-hmm. that are taller than women that are taller than I am. I'm five nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And, and you yeah, yeah. And I, I have, in my youth, I was always, oh, too tall to be a woman. And then I looked around and realized that there are a lot of women taller than me. But the big catch for me was I wear a size 12 women's shoe, 10 and a half men's. Mm-hmm. And when I discovered that and the fact that there are size 12 shoes out there, mm-hmm. they can't all be made for me. Well, you could think that because it could be all about you. <laughs> it's all about but... me. But, but when I realized that, I went, okay, it's, I don't feel so bad anymore. Right. And that was part of my, as I mentioned before, that 20 years of mentally transitioning. Mm-hmm. So, no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, uh, they can't get out of them, their, themselves. They think it is all about them. You know, and I, I was saying that just earlier, but they really do think it is all about them. And, and uh, most of the time, it's really not. But again... It is how you present yourself, and if you do present yourself in a, a not um, quote unquote normal way, or then, expected way, right? Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you are going to get un, undesired attention, mm-hmm. um, unless, like you said, that's what you're going for, right? And and people, certain people will tell you, well, you should be able to to dress however you want, and they'll they'll get very upset and very. Uh, political about it and, and i agree you should be able to dress however you want and you should it should be that nobody says anything to you a naked woman should be able to walk down a dark alleyway and not get raped right <laughs> absolutely yeah. but the reality is yeah we really come on let's be realistic be what realistic. is the reality the reality is if a naked woman walks down a dark alley and there's a bunch of horny men that are looking she's probably not going to come out of it unscathed probably not um probably not and that's wrong and it shouldn't happen right but the reality is, if you are somebody who's male-bodied and, you know, you have a build that's large and you have very masculine features and you put your wig on askew and don't know how to brush it and wear a clown makeup and don't know how to put makeup on properly, Sadly, people are going to point their fingers and laugh, and maybe worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I think that's why there are so many resource videos yes. on YouTube. Now Thank God for that. For, for trans, not just here's how to do makeup, right. which, which is a blessing, but trans stuff, right? Um, to to help. Uh, yeah, these tutorials are much needed because, for one, it's it's a totally different bone structure. It is, and for two. Trans women didn't grow up learning how to do makeup. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them did, but... Not normally. Correct. Right. Yeah, not it's normally. not like your mom sat them down and said, here, honey, let me show you how. No, yeah, let me help you fix the You know, my shed. mom didn't do that for me either. <laughs> so I never really learned how to do makeup until I went to work in the mortuary. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did you really wear makeup, no. though? No. Yeah, you never... You know, just your perso- personality doesn't strike me. Every once in a while when I'd try to femme out, oh, well, I would... I'm sure for, for special occasions, yeah. dinner or wedding... 
Yeah. Things like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, most of the time it felt I felt like I was a drag queen. Mm. You know, because it's like, and I would make a big joke out of it. It's like, oh, look at me wearing makeup. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. But uh, little did you know then. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So. Yeah, they don't. Uh, people don't know that they're not. They're not socialized that way. Mm. They need to learn. Um, unfortunately, some people don't heed the lessons. Sometimes no, it doesn't stick. It doesn't stick. Um, some just don't understand what's trying to be explained. Yeah. Uh, no matter how hard they try, yeah. they just don't. It doesn't click mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And that, to me, seems that they haven't met the right teacher. That or there's some or other things, issues, yeah. Other things, I mean, yeah, yeah. But that could be the right teacher, yeah. That's yeah. that's absolutely, yeah. Sometimes, well, it's like we tell people therapist, uh, therapist, therapist, therapist. Oh, I hate therapy. Blah blah blah. You haven't found the right therapist, yeah, right? You, Keep looking. If it doesn't work for you, find I, another. I, I, mean, I remember mentioning this in that my therapy episode. You're paying them, so if you're not get, give them a chance. But if you're not getting what you need from that therapist, find another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find another one. With the internet, you'll be able to find... I know some therapists that do Skype stuff. So it doesn't matter where the two of you are located. That's as awesome. long as you're able to get on Skype. Yeah. It's got to be visual. can't be audio. Uh-huh. Uh, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we have several good therapists here in San Diego. There's there's a handful of gender therapists, which for a city this size is pretty good. You know, yeah. there's there's more than one. There's there's a lot more than one. I was very surprised when I started looking. When I said I'm going to come out and I'm going to transition, uh, I was very surprised at the amount of information I found uh, of therapists and resource groups at the at the center and information from the center. Because ten years prior to that, when I went looking for it, it wasn't, wasn't there. there. No, even though it had LGBT center, still wasn't there. Yeah. Well, even Connor has told that story about coming to the center and finding nothing there. Oh, yeah. I've, yes, yes, yeah, yes, so. I have. I've heard, I've heard that. Now, this next bit of questions is kind of a, a holdover from my previous podcast. Mm-hmm. And my listeners will know I, I had an episode called uh, uh, No Need to uh, RSVP for the RVSP. That was my show, Random Variety Show Podcast, RVSP. Okay. And in that show, when I interviewed people, I would always end the interviews with the 10 Bernard Pivot questions. Okay. Are you familiar with that? No. Have you ever watched Inside the Actors Studio with James Lipton? Probably not. I've by seen that fits and pieces. Okay. At the end of every interview on that show, uh-huh. he, it, this, this, these questions originated in French, Bernard Pivot, um, but Lipton borrowed them and it kind of rewarded them to suit his need for that particular show. Mm-hmm. And it's just 10 in-depth thinking questions that the best thing to do is just answer the first thing. Take take a moment, but answer the first thing that pops into your mind. Okay. Okay. So the first question is, what is your favorite word? Not curse word, just word. Malfeasance. Ooh, I'll have to look that one up. Give us the definition so I don't have to. Wrongdoing, evildoing. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. I just like the way it sounds. It does have a good good musicality to mm-hmm. it. Now, what is your least favorite word? Moist. <laughs> okay. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Actually, it's not really, but it's one that everybody has a problem with. Moist. I don't. Moist. I don't really either, honestly. Um, 
it's just one of those words that kind of sounds gross if you think about it too much. Well, if you think about it too much and used in the wrong uh, uh, way, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, if you're outside and, and you're sweating and you say, "Oh, I feel moist," that's wrong. Yeah. But if you have somebody over and say, "Hey, I made this delicious cake. It's so moist." moist. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to change that. I just thought that was okay, funny. Um, that's fine. I'm going to say, this is a word that pisses me off that I hear a lot in our community. Trigger. Mm. You know where I'm coming from yeah, with that? Yeah, and why? Why? Oh, because everybody's so uh, politically correct and, oh, watch out for triggers. And, and their identity is so fragile that they have to be warned of triggers everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know what? Grow a pair. <laughs> or a vag. Right, right. Grow something. Grow something. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I, I feel that way, too. I mean, when I first saw that uh, trigger warning, yeah. and I was like, um, okay, so this is going to deal with suicide? All right, I don't want to read about it right now. Fine, right. whatever. Yeah. But I'll do the same thing if I start to read and it starts to talk about suicide. Oh, I don't want to read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, need, and, and now I don't need a trigger warning. Triggers for everything, not just suicide. It's like <sighs> triggers if somebody looks at you cross-eyed, yeah, triggers I, if I your think, eyebrows are done wrong. I think, that's going, I think the trigger warnings are going a little too far. Andrea James and Calpurnia Adams are having a lot of fun poking at that. If are they you, really? If you follow them on Facebook. No, I haven't. I'll they're have very, very much proponents, or opponents, sorry, sorry of, of that whole... Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. They're fun. Okay. Next question is, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Creatively... Oh gosh! It doesn't have to be all three. Just I'm, what? Oh, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally. What turns you on? Going to a cemetery. That is my. Uh, that would be my ideal first date. If somebody really wanted to get in my pants, boy, all they'd have to do is take me to a good cemetery and feed me <laughs> food. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good clarification. <laughs> um, next question is the opposite of that. What turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh, gosh. Uh, smoking. Badly, 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 badly. I walk past somebody that's smoking, and it almost angers me. Hmm. It almost angers me that the person dare be polluting my breathing air. Um, know-it-alls. Um. I cannot stand know-it-alls. I know a handful of people... And I could say something totally random, and they automatically know something about it, or know somebody that knows something about it. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I, I think I think a lot of people have or know of been around people like that. And, and they're everywhere. It's it's really annoying. It is it's a huge turnoff. It is. Yeah, and Next. stupidity. Mm-hmm. Next question is: What is your favorite curse word? Cunt. Wow. Just go right for the jugular. Yeah. <laughs> All right. but, but I actually like that word, too. I, I, I like that as a slang term instead of pussy. I oh. prefer cunt. Okay. I, I've, 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 I've known of, I don't think I've known a person like, well, until mm-hmm. now, um, <laughs> that has preferred that uh-huh. in, in an erotic yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, scenario. Yeah. yeah. I, to me, pussy is too sissified. Cunt is more. I can, I can see that. You know? I can see that. Yeah. Um, what sound or noise do you love? My dog's sighing when he's content sleeping. What sound or noise do you hate? The alarm clock. (laughs) What profession, other than your own, and since you've had a few, you can choose your own, whichever Mm -hmm. one you want. Which profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? 
something you've never done. An actor. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting... I, I kind of was heading that way a little bit when I got out of high school, thought about it, mm-hmm. but realized that I didn't really have the drive. Well, you were, you were, you would move to L.A., right? Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's all around you there. Yeah. And, I, and it probably could have gotten involved because I knew a lot of people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, I shared with you uh, before, I was really into acting in high school and stuff in the theater there. Um, but I didn't have the um, the drive takes a lot of drive. Yeah. That's why I left Los Angeles. I got tired of trying to play that game. Yeah. Because I did, I did a, f- a couple year fair share of trying. Mm-hmm. And I've got the chops. I've, I've, locally, I've won awards. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to play the L.A. acting game. Yeah. I, I didn't want to play that game. I'd probably have a better shot at it now in a specialized role. Yeah, probably. Same here. But back then, no. And what profession would you not like to do? This is funny because I've been told I'd actually be very good at it. Therapist. Hmm. But you don't want to do it. Part of me kind of does in a weird sort of way, mm-hmm. but part of me would get sick to death of people whining at me constantly. I just want to hit them with a shoe. Or a shovel. Or a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Whatever's closest. Yeah. Okay. And that's respectable, I think, because having been in therapy for over a year now... Uh-huh. Um, She's wonderful. I love her to death. She's helped me with trans and non-trans issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I lucked out in finding a good one that I connected with in the beginning. I was worried about that. Um, and I myself, I think I gave her in my mind four to six months, you know, because mm-hmm. my first therapist and let me figure myself out. And right. That. And real, real early on, she and I connected. Awesome. But uh, yes, again, I feel blessed. Yeah. But I would never want to sit in her chair. No. Never want to sit in a chair. No, no, no. no. Uh, and I respect her dearly for that, uh, and for stuff she's done for me. And then the last question is: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome home, good and faithful servant. Gabriel, thank you so much for being on the show. Sure thing. You Thanks don't know how me. much I appreciate this. Good. And uh, if you want to get in touch with him, get in touch with the show, and I will forward any mails or comments, suggestions, or whatever his way. Cool. And, and on that, is there any last words you want to say before I hit the re- turn off the record button? Just remember the three golden rules. Get your ducks in a row. Don't get out of one box to get in another. And whatever you do, own it. Thank you, Gabriel Mason. I'm going to give you a round of applause and sound effects here. Yay! All right, and a little bit more, a little bit more. Yay! All right, Gabriel, thank you. Thank you so much. I I, I really do appreciate it uh, for you sharing your stories and your experiences and your thoughts. And for the uh, Pavot questions, I, I knew I kind of threw you for a curve there, but I think it's just uh, it's a good way to 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 get in touch with what's really driving you. You know, if you stop and just kind of think about it and, and listen, answer right away. That's the thing. 
So again, thank you so much. Now, if you folks out there listening have any comments or questions or suggestions or whatever for Gabriel, get in touch with me here at the show, uh, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. Listen through to, through the uh, disclaimer all the way through to the end because the if there are any outtakes, they'll be at the end, 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 end. <laughs> yeah. So that's where they'll be. And... And during the disclaimer is where I give all the contact information and all that. The only thing that's missing is Twitter. But like I've said so many times before, it's there. Uh, if you tweet at me, I respond, but I don't really follow Twitter. I do. Once in a while, usually as I'm trying to do, okay, I'm bored. What do I want to do? Oh, Twitter. I haven't looked at Twitter in, oh, for ages. Let's look. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. And that's about it. And then I move on. <laughs> I did Seriously. I, that's my usage of Twitter. I... I, I I got burnt out on it. I used it for a while, and there's just too many things to follow is basically it. So I'm, I'm hovering around Facebook. That's the best way to get in touch with me. Right, listener feedback. Now, I really don't have any much listener feedback, but I noticed this in the last couple episodes that I've edited, uh, and and I, I didn't notice it in the very beginning. I was just like, hey, this is kind of cool. It's kind of different. I'll use it for listener feedback. And I think, I think I even said that during the first episode I had listener feedback or listener feedback music. I, I don't remember. It's been so long because I don't really have a chance to go back and listen to old episodes. <laughs> Not yet anyway. And so, so, uh, I, I don't remember which episode I said it in, but I believe I did. In fact, longtime listeners, if you're like, uh, you know, marathoning the show and you heard it recently, send it my way through Facebook or Twitter or email or whatever. And uh, uh, that'll catch me up, and I'll make that note for next time. But I, I don't remember when I said that. So uh, listener feedback. The music, like I've said, uh, listener feedback. I threw the music together. I, I realized I wanted something different to, to, to you know lead into the listener feedback section of the show because that's just – it breaks up the ear, you know, as you're listening to the show. There's a break because there's a little music between the sound of my voice or the, anything else that I'm doing. Or who's on or whatever. So I chose that rather quickly. And only in the last couple edits did I notice that it kind of sounds like 70s porn music. And if you realized that before I just said it, one, why didn't you say something to me? Why didn't you send me an email or a tweet or Facebook or something? Because uh, it, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Should it be changed? It, it just my mind kind of went into that. Wow, that's kind of almost sexy, dirty '70s porn music. <laughs> so this section of listener feedback. Uh, get in touch with me through Facebook. That's going to be the easiest way. In fact, you know what? I think I'm going to put together a poll. I will put together a poll. So keep an eye out. Look on the Facebook page in the next. Oh. Since this drops five to ten days, give me a chance to set things up is the only way I can really say it. But I will put together a poll and go to Facebook and vote on it. It's going to be two easy choices. It's going to be you know something about keep the keep the current or get rid of it or something. I'll, I'll think of something snappy to say out there. 
but as I'm recording this, I don't have that. The idea came to me while I'm recording, hence the concept of stream of consciousness podcasting. That's this show. Ta-da! So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set up a little poll through Facebook and give you all a chance to vote and see what your thoughts are on the listener feedback music. In fact, if you have a suggestion for uh, free music, this is, you know, copyright free, <laughs> no copyright music, uh, get in touch with me. Let me know. Send it my way. Uh, you, you've heard it before. You obviously know the length and the, the style that, well, <laughs> maybe not the style I'm doing, but the length that I'm using it. You know, you understand it. You're listening to the show. So uh, get in touch with me. And that's really all the listener feedback I have for this episode. So now that we've reached that time, it's the closing part of the episode. I want to again thank you, Gabriel, for being part of my show for two episodes, meaning you spoke, we spoke for about two hours. And what you guys heard is pretty much the entire conversation. I did take out some of the pauses and the stuff that doesn't doesn't relate to things. We, you know, those sorts of things to keep the keep the the conversation flowing. But you know. He sat down for over two hours to, to, to do this. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you once again. Now, next episode, we're going to bring back the 30-day challenge. I don't remember which number we're on. I believe it's number 9 or 10, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, if you're following along, if you're playing around at home. Wait, let me rephrase that. If you're playing along at home, not playing around at home... Ah, silly, silly, silly me. Okay. And next episode, the topic's going to be having a checklist. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Say, stay crazy, everyone. <laughs> listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, 
First, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Time for takeout. Wait, what? No. It's the outtakes. Uh, we're over at Blogspot. That's where everything is found. Uh, changes in latitudes, Blogspot. Let's try that one more time because I can't talk tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you right here, right now. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I bumped the microphone. Always bumping the microphone. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, crazy me, crazy, crazy me. Uh, it's either a question number nine or ten that's going to come back next episode. Also, in the, 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 the episode, I'll bring back the secondary topic because I like having something, you know, just to yammer about for a short period of time. <laughs> like, I don't know, a stream of consciousness. Da-da-da-da.